Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Sheikh Muhammad Duar. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihuda. Amma ba'd. Tonight, my dear brothers and sisters, we take a new section of the book where the great Imam from the Salaf, Abu Bakr ibn Abi Dawood al-Sijistani rahimahullah, speaks regarding those who call the sinners from the Muslims to be disbelievers. So this section of the book is dedicated towards a mas'ala, a topic which arose early on in Islam, and that is regarding the Muslim that commits a major sin, or the Muslim that commits sins in general. And the Imam here, rahimahullah, teaching us the aqidah of Ahl Sunnah towards the Muslim sinners, he says, وَلَا تُكْفِرَنَّ أَهْلَ الصَّلَاةِ وَإِنْ عَصَوْا فَكُلُّهُمْ يَعْصِي وَذُو الْعَرْشِ يَصْفَحُوا The Imam, he says, And do not declare those who pray to be disbelievers, even if they commit acts of disobedience. For indeed all of them sin, and Allah forgives. So the Imam here, rahimahullah, he's addressing this topic because it was a topic that came out in the past. And he says, do not declare anyone who prays, meaning from the Muslims, to be disbelievers, even if they commit acts of disobedience. And what this means is, if a Muslim commits sins, and these sins do not reach the level of kufr or shirk, we cannot declare them to be disbelievers. And we will explain why the Imam Rahimahullah is talking about this here. So the Shaykh in the Sharh, in the explanation, he says, this is the matter of declaring those who commit major sins to be disbelievers wherein an extensive dispute, a big debate, occurred between the Khawarij, the Mu'tazila, the Murji'a, and Ahl sunnah wal Jama'ah. So you've got four sects, all on the same topic, discussing the same topic, and that is the one or the Muslim who commits sins or commits major sins. First of all, the Khawarij. What did they say? Anyone know? Ahsant. The Khawarij, they said that whoever commits major sins from the Muslims, leaves Islam. 
he is no longer a Muslim. And if he dies committing major sins or continues upon sin and he dies, he is in hellfire forever. This is the harsh misguidance of the Khawarij. So according to the Khawarij, any Muslim that commits sins and he dies on those sins, he is a disbeliever and he will be in hellfire forever. This is the aqidah of the Khawarij. The Sheikh says, the Khawarij, those who say that the one who commits a major sin is a disbeliever and he will remain in hellfire forever. They declare his blood and his wealth to be halal. The Khawarij, they say the Muslim that commits sins or major sins, he's a disbeliever. So his blood, his wealth becomes halal for you to take. This is what they said. Based on the fact that these sinners are disbelievers as they claim. And they use the verses in which Allah Azza wa Jal threatens the evildoers who commit sin. So the Khawarij, they looked at the verses in the Quran where Allah Azza wa Jal gives warnings to the ones who commit sins and the evildoers. And they said, look, Allah warns us from sins that means if you commit them, you'll be in hellfire forever. And this is a huge lesson for us, my dear brothers and sisters. And the greatest lesson we take from this is that not everyone who uses a verse from the Quran or a hadith from Rasulullah as dalil is necessarily correct. Because it's not enough just to quote a verse or a hadith if you do not have the correct understanding of the verse and the hadith. Because verses and hadiths can be interpreted in any way. And look at the khawarij. When you speak or when you see the khawarij and their belief, they would use verses and hadiths, but they take them out of context. And they do not go back to the understanding of the pious predecessors. And that's why it is the manhaj of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. The way of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is to follow the Quran and the Sunnah according to the understanding of the first three generations. Not according to my understanding and your understanding. Because we can interpret the Quran and the Sunnah whichever way we want. And look at the Khawarij, that's what led them astray when they interpreted the Qur'an and the Sunnah how they wanted. So in order to have a proper understanding of Islam, to follow Islam correctly, you must take the understanding from the three generations because they're the best. So this is the aqidah of the Khawarij. Whoever dies committing major sins is a disbeliever and he's in hellfire for eternity. No. The Qur'anis are not the same as the Khawarij. The, the Qur'ani sect, the Qur'ani sect is not the same as the Khawarij. They are different sects. But they are both misguided. They are both misguided. So this is the, the belief of the Khawarij. Then the Sheikh speaks about the Mu'tazila. 
He mentions the Mu'tazila because they also deviated on this point. The Mu'tazila regarding the Muslim that commits major sins, they did not say he is a disbeliever like the Khawarij. The Khawarij said that the Muslim that commits major sins leaves Islam and he's a kafir. They call him, they label him as an open kafir. The Mu'tazila came up with another innovation. They said the Muslim that commits major sins, we do not call him a kafir, nor do we call him a Muslim, a believer. So he's not a, he's not a believer, nor is he a kafir. Okay, you ask them, what is he? They say he's in a manzila baina manzilatain. He's in a position between the two positions. So he's neither a Muslim, nor is he a kafir. So they've innovated, they've come up with a third, a third position. Because we know in Islam you're either a Muslim or a disbeliever. They said no. We don't say he's a Muslim, the one that commits major sins, nor do we say he's a kafir. He's in a position between the two. But this means nothing because they agreed with the khawarij that he's in hellfire forever. So they just didn't call him a kafir. But they also said, like the Khawarij, he's in hellfire forever. This is the Mu'tazila. So you have the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila regarding the major sinner. This is their belief. On the opposite scale, you have the Murji'ah. The Murji'ah, <coughs> he says, this group is at the opposite extreme. They are those who say major sins do not affect a person's iman. The murji'ah, they claim that sins in general do not affect your iman. Meaning, as long as you have iman in your heart, no matter what you do from sins, your iman is complete. This is the belief of the murji'ah. They also say that iman is not harmed by sin. Just as obedience does not benefit kufr. Look. Look at their understanding. The murji'ah, they said, your iman does not get affected by sins. That's why they said, no matter how much sin you do, your iman is complete. Because sins do not affect iman, just as good deeds do not benefit kufr. If a kafir does good deeds, it doesn't benefit him. They said the opposite also. That the Muslim that commits sins, the sins do not, do not harm his iman. Very similar to Christianity. Everything goes. No matter what you do, as long as you believe in your heart, you're a Muslim, you have complete iman. So look, subhanAllah, two extremes. The Khawarij called the, the major sinner a disbeliever and the Mu'tazila also put him in hellfire forever. And then you have the Murji'ah who said he's a complete mu'min. No matter how many sins he commits, his iman is complete. And then <coughs> you have the middle path, which is always the truth. And that is the way of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. He says... As for Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they are upon the middle course, which is the truth. They do not declare the one who commits a major sin to be a disbeliever. So Ahl Sunnah, 
does not say about the one who commits a major sin to be a disbeliever, nor do they say his iman is complete. Rather, they say the major sinner, his iman is there, but it is not complete. And this is normal. The one who commits major sins cannot be like the one who does not commit major sins. The one who worships Allah with full obedience, with minimal sin or iman than the one who commits major sins. And Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe iman goes up and down. The Khawarij, the Mu'tazila and the Murji'ah don't believe that. The Khawarij, Mu'tazila and the Murji'ah, even though they're opposites, they believe iman is one whole thing in the heart. It does not go up and down. It doesn't have parts. This is what they believe. So according to them, you either have iman completely or you don't have it at all. Whereas Ahlul Sunnah does not believe this because the text, the Quran and the Sunnah show that iman goes up and down. So someone's iman might be low and someone's iman might be higher. And the Prophet wasallam, what did he say about Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu? He said if the iman of Abu Bakr was placed on one side of the scale and the iman of the rest of the ummah on the other, the iman of Abu Bakr will outweigh. This shows that not everyone's iman is the same. The murji'ah, the ones that believe everything goes, they would say really filthy things. They would say things like the iman of the alcoholic is the same as the iman of Abu Bakr. Radiallahu anhu. Because to them iman is one thing, you either have it or you don't. So everyone's iman is the same, doesn't go up and down. So this is the difference between Ahlul Sunnah and the other sects. And that's why the Imam, rahimahullah, put this chapter here to refute them. To refute this ideology of the Khawarij, to refute the ideology of the Mu'tazila and the Murji'ah. So according to the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila, the major sinner is in hellfire forever. The Murji'ah say no, he's in paradise. No matter how much sin he commits, what did Ahlul Sunnah say? Ahlul Sunnah believed that the major sinner who dies committing sin without repenting is under Allah's will. He is under Allah's mashia. And what that means is, if Allah chooses to forgive him, he can forgive him. And if he chooses to punish him, he will punish him. But if Allah punishes the major sinner from the Muslims, he will not be in hellfire forever. He will eventually exit. This is the aqidah of Ahlul Sunnah. And as you can see, it is the most just. And it is the most pure. And that is what the nusus, the texts from the Quran and the Sunnah indicate to. As Allah Azza wa Jal says in the verse here, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَيْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ this verse is a refutation against the Khawarij. Allah Azza wa Jal says that verily Allah does not forgive shirk. Allah never forgives shirk, meaning in the next life. Allah can forgive shirk in this dunya if the person repents. Like a non-Muslim who becomes a Muslim. A non-Muslim is a mushrik. 
Then when he becomes a Muslim, Allah forgives him. But when Allah says he does not forgive shirk, that means in the akhirah, the one who dies on shirk. Allah says, verily Allah does not forgive shirk, and he forgives what is less than that to whomever he wants. He forgives what is less than that, shows that Allah forgives every sin if he chooses, except for shirk and kufr in the next life. So in the next life, any Muslim that committed major sins and didn't repent, he's under Allah's will. Allah will either forgive him or punish him. And if Allah punishes him, he will not be in hellfire forever because he's a Muslim. He will eventually exit hellfire and enter Jannah. Of course. Yes. If a Muslim, if a Muslim commits shirk, can he repent in this world and come back to Islam? He can. Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. The Sheikh, the Imam, Rahimahullah, when he says, do not make takfir of those who pray, that means the people of the Qibla, from the Muslims and the believers. If a person prays and his apparent actions and speech indicate that he is a Muslim, you cannot make takfir of him. And that's what the Imam rahimahullah is saying. Do not make takfir of those who pray. Meaning the ones who their apparent is Islam. Even if they commit sins. As long as their sins are not shirk or kufr. Because once the sins become shirk, major shirk or major kufr. Then that person is no longer a Muslim. Even if he prays. Because there are actions of shirk and there are actions of kufr. And unfortunately within the Muslim world, it happens. You can find people who claim to be Muslim. And they pray and they fast and they do hajj and they give zakat. And, and, and. But then they also perform acts of major shirk. Like making dua to other than Allah, making dua to the dead, or making dua to Rasulullah or whoever it is. They direct actions of worship to other than Allah, whether it's dua, whether it's hope, whether it's fee, whether it's sacrificing in the name of other than Allah, or whatever it is. Worship can only be for Allah, no one else. So once a person directs an act of worship, no matter what it is, any act of worship to other than Allah, this person leaves the fold of Islam. He becomes a mushrik. And the shaykh here, when he says even if they commit sins, this is regarding minor and major sins. It's not talking about major shirk and major kufr. He then says do, he says, do not make takfir of them for their sins because all of them commit sins. And this is the reality. Everyone commits sins and mistakes. And these are the words of Rasulullah 
all of the children of Adam commit sin. And the best of them are those who repent. <coughs> so to be sinless is impossible. Come. Everyone has shortcomings. And any person who thinks he doesn't have shortcomings or does not sin, the shaitan has taken him for a long ride. There's no doubt about that. Everyone makes mistakes. So if we were to, if we were to declare people to be disbelievers due to sins, everyone will be a disbeliever. There won't be any Muslims left in the world. Allah, we have to be careful. And this, like we said, is a huge lesson regarding not interpreting verses and hadiths to our liking. The verses and hadiths must be taken from the understanding of the pious predecessors of the past. He then says, while the owner of the throne, Dhul Arsh, pardons kindly. Allah forgives those who repent. And even those who do not repent and die on the major sins, as long as they did not commit shirk or kufr, Allah can forgive them if he chooses. Allah can do whatever he wants in the akhirah. وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ He forgives what is less than shirk to whoever he wants. The shaykh says, so if a person is from the people of Tawheed and did not commit shirk, but only committed a sin which was less than shirk, he can hope for Allah's forgiveness. And that's what we should do. We should always be repenting and hoping for Allah to forgive us for our sins. As Allah Azza wa Jal says, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَصْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Beautiful verse that brings comfort to the heart of every Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Say, O my slaves who have transgressed, meaning committed sins. Look who Allah is addressing. He didn't say, say my believers. He didn't say, say my righteous servants. No. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَصْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ Say to my servants who have committed sin, transgressed. لَا تَقْنَطُ مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Do not lose hope in Allah's mercy. He's addressing the sinner from the Muslims. Do not lose hope in Allah's mercy. Why? Allah says, because Allah forgives all sins as long as you repent. And that's why we should always be in a constant state of repentance. Insha'Allah, we will continue in our next lesson, bi'ithnillah, where the Shaykh discusses briefly the aqidah of the khawarij, and then he moves on to the aqidah of the murji'ah or the mu'tazila, and then he chapters before the book comes to an end. Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. This program was presented by Al-Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.